Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. everyone it's another week hello and welcome tonight we are going to be talking about how we can prep for success and that is an acronym so there are other things that go along with that but before we do let's talk about our creative weeks so joy what did you do <laughs> so this past week uh my oldest hit the teen years, which, you know, that's scary. And I suppose is a type of creativity that maybe I haven't delved into yet. <laughs> I'll let you know in a, in a little while. But <laughs> always creative. Like that's like an assumed yes. creative part of our week, I think. That is so true. You are 100% right about that. <laughs> uh, we were talking earlier about kids and how there's no manual. They didn't come with manuals. Like what is up with that? <laughs> So um, we celebrated her 13th, and so I got to make her cake, and she's on a Paris kick. So um, she likes everything black and white and Paris and, you know, all that kind of jazz. And so that's what she wanted her cake. She wanted a Paris cake with an Eiffel Tower on top, and she actually already had the little Eiffel Tower. Uh, and then we looked together, we looked up some different cake designs and stuff. And now guys, I kind of talked her down. She, she wanted like this three tier. Like, and then she was a little worried it was going to look like a wedding cake because she wanted it white, but she wanted the black on there. And she's like, but would that look too much like a wedding cake? And I'm like, well, <laughs> you're getting to the wedding cake, uh, price wise territory here. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I did talk her down. We had the two tiers, basically. Um, and so I made that. We looked at a bunch of different pictures, and we chose one. And I was like, okay, I can do this, I think. <laughs> and so then we got creative. You know, we kind of tweaked it and made it our own. And um, I figured out some ways to use stencils. And did you know that they have basically like spray paint, but it's like edible spray paint? I have heard of such. Now, I've not used it before, but is that what you use? Yes. It yes. was really pretty. I was surprised. I kind of like, dug like, I that. I thought you bought it. No. Like, this, let me just tell you, like, I just bought, like, regular stencils. We found some stencils that she liked the design of. It was kind of a floral whatever. Um, and at first, we were going to do it all over the bottom of the cake. And then she decided she just wanted one right in the center in the front, which I was like, thank goodness, that makes it easier, right? <laughs> and then, but yeah, seriously, that spray, edible spray paint, whatever, in a can was fantastic. That and stencils, you can make yourself look like a really fabulous baker. And then the top we did, I just did uh, like a lattice work kind of design and put the little edible pearls, which let me just tell you, they will break your teeth. Those things are horrible. I know that they say they're edible, but mm, anyway, I mm -mm, put that to the side, but they're pretty. <laughs> they're very pretty. They are very pretty. <laughs> and then she added the little rose. We just got like a, you know, silk flowers and we pulled off and 
she wanted a bunch on there at first and then decided, you know what? I just want one. One right by the Eiffel Tower on the top. So that was, was the cake. super classy. It was super classy. And it was good. It was vanilla. <laughs> the bottom was vanilla and the top was strawberry. It's pretty tasty. Honestly, that's the main thing. I know. I agree. Yes, it should be pretty. But more importantly, it should be enjoyable to eat. Yes. So what about you? What about your creative week? Wow. Well, it has been a very interesting week yet again. (laughs) Um, But one of the cool things that happened is every year in kindergarten, they have a particular project that every kindergartner gets to do. So it's kind of like a rite of passage, you know. So all of the parents are ready for this particular project. And uh, this one is the name project. So the kindergartner gets to find a way to create something that has their name spelled in it. And I didn't know that this was such a big thing until Clay went into kindergarten in this particular school district. And I was like, oh, oh, like people like really get into this project. And, And we got into it because we I just wanted him to have a really good project and it was fun for us to work on together so clay's was like star wars he was all into star wars and everything so cole it's his turn and so here comes the name project in the middle of all of this transition and this all of this new and i was like i cannot drop the ball cannot do that to him bless his heart you know (laughs) so yesterday i didn't know i didn't remember it until yesterday (laughs) And it's due tomorrow. It's due on Friday. And uh, and yesterday, for everybody, because we, we record these on Thursdays. So yesterday was Wednesday. And uh, so yesterday, I got my act together. And I was like, okay, Cole, let's go upstairs. Let's look at all the crafts. Let's pick out, make a plan. And it's your plan, baby. It's your project. So you tell mama what you want. And I'm, I'm your backup, you know. And so he picked out all of the stuff that he wanted. We went outside yesterday and made some paint and everything. And then he decided he made, got this brown metallic color. And um, we went outside and we painted it. I put too much floating medium in the paint. And so it was really thin. So he just decided that he liked the way the strokes looked because it made it, it, made it all look like wood. So he did the strokes um, with the really thin paint. And then some paint droplets like fell onto the the canvas. And he was like, that looks really cool. And I said, well, get you some more paint, baby. If you want some more paint droplets on it, let's do it. So we kind of splatter painted it a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. And then he wrote in his own handwriting his name. And because the paint was so thin, it it's like you could see it really well in there. So he wrote his name in there. So that dried yesterday. And tonight, um, he picked out a lot of yarn, like, and he then he traced his name that he had done in paint yesterday with yarn. And then I had some like little poof balls mm-hmm. uh, of all different sizes, and so he made two little creatures out of the poof balls, oh, all the different cute. sizes. And I had some googly eyes. So he put some googly eyes on it, and so so he glued that onto the canvas along with it. And then later he was like, Mom, those two creatures, one's me and one's brother. <laughs> so oh, that is precious. It's really sweet. 
And, uh, and that's his name project. And I was, I, you know, I just got to watch him be creative. I might've said one or two things, but really it's all his, his project and he can feel good about it because he did it. I just want him to be able to own it and be like, this is mine. I did this. I dreamed it and then I made it, you know? That's precious. And I can so see your boys' personalities through what they did for their names. Like, mm-hmm. that's just so, like, Clay's was so Clay and Cole's is so Cole. Like, it's just perfect. I love it. So those are our creative week. This week, we're kicking off a two-part miniseries on how you can prep for success. That's an acronym. (laughs) This applies to your creative endeavors, but it can also be applied to other areas of life, like your day job, home projects, or whatever you're tackling these days. And as you're going to hear from our personal examples, because we have some personal examples to share, you can implement this acronym whether you're beginning something new or adjusting something ongoing that's kind of thrown you off course a little bit. (laughs) And we hope that you'll find that these tips are as versatile as we have found them. And our acronym PREP stands for P is pause to observe, R is research what we don't know, E is edit as needed, and P is proceed. So this week we're going to talk about the first two steps, and then next week we'll finish the rest of them out. Yeah. So as May said, our first step, anytime we're either starting a new endeavor, project, or job, or reorganizing something um, that we've been doing, is to pause to observe, okay? And this might sound like a very simple, no-brainer, of course, you know, kind of step, but I think that this might be the hardest one because we don't like to stop. We feel like in our fast-paced, 100-mile-an-hour world that if we pause for even a moment, we will be run over in the business world or life in general or lose our creative momentum, which is a huge thing for creatives like us. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, When something new comes up, it's really hard not to want to make all of the changes that we assume are going to make the situation better, to kind of like put our mark on it, if you will. But as I am learning with changing jobs, the best thing that I can do right now is observe. And I don't mean like be a creeper, you know what I mean? (laughs) We're not like, we're not like, being lurking in the shadows and trying to catch somebody doing something wrong or something like that. That's not what, that's not what I'm talking about. There are a few things that are needed whenever you're trying to soak everything in. And the first thing that I think that you need is an open mind. So you have to kind of push your ego and assumptions to the side and be a learner in this step. So you may think that you know how to use a sewing machine, for example, but it's harder than it looks, people. (laughs) Uh, Don't skip the instructions. And if you need to ask someone for help, for your future closet's sake, ask someone for help, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Second thing that you're going to need in this step is You need to have an open heart. Um, If other people are involved in this change, it's really important to be empathetic. 
ask yourself how they're feeling right now. Um, what struggles will they face when changes are that, that you make are in place? Hmm. And if you were them, how would you be handling this situation? If no one else is affected by your new thing, open your heart to have a real-time check-in with you from time to time. This starts with an initial evaluation, which would be a good this would be a good place for you to do that. Um, sometimes we change our mind midway through something. We're complex human beings, we're allowed to do that. But sometimes we plow through to the end, even when the end has lost its appeal. Guys, that's pride. It's okay to decide to alter a course if a new thing is hurting rather than helping. So before you can know that though, you have to have the real talk with yourself as to why you're doing what you're doing and how you truly feel about your plan. Oh, those are really, really fantastic tips. And I think that those are things that we often overlook. So thank you for sharing that. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that we have some personal examples to share and we're coming at this from the two different uh, perspectives. So May's just starting a new job, right? Okay. And my recent experience with implementing these four steps revolves around a complete reworking of my 2020 writing and publication plans. Um, COVID has affected my family as it has all of us. And I know everyone has been affected in some way, many far more than I have. Um, so just want to put that out there as I say this. Um, the effects for me personally and for these business plans have cut my focus writing time this year by about three-fourths. So basically I have about a quarter of the amount of time um, that I used to have as far as focusing on my work, my creative work. Let me put it that way. Um, yeah. On top of that, I had some unexpected family needs and my own emotional coping with all the things that took away even larger chunks of my time earlier in the year, those times where I had thought that I would have those coveted larger chunks of time to dedicate to this, um, those times were completely taken away, like 100%. Um, so there was that. And then finally, my first decision to pause and observe led to completely different stories in some cases than I originally anticipated because one of the the books that I was working on is a collection of short stories so as I was working through those some of those completely changed um, and <laughs> led to a lot more research for those specifically so specific to this first step you'll notice that I mentioned my first decision to pause and observe so what you're going to notice, and we're going to really hit on this a lot more next week, um, this four-step process will often repeat. And, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that sometimes it's a rinse and repeat situation. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't get done the first time. So for me, first, I had to admit to myself that there was no human way I could achieve my original timeline goals for writing, revising, critiquing, and editing, you know, with these, with those first changes that I realized in the initial pause and observe. Um, and then from there, I made some calendar changes, I made some new plans and goals. And then as life continued to happen, um, because, you know, how it's been this year, things continue to happen in ways that we're not expecting. Um, 
so I had to adjust another time or two before taking another longer pause to reevaluate the purpose in my stories um, and then to reevaluate my needs to continue the project. Mm. So, yeah. So now I think we move on to the R in our prep. Yes. So our next step is R, and that stands for research what we don't know. So this kind of goes back to the pride thing for me. Uh, it's one of my hiccups that I constantly get and have to hold my breath to treat. So know that I'm not pointing fingers at anybody who's listening or watching this, okay? This is a me thing. <laughs> so when I moved into this new job position, I'd not been in a professional leadership position. So I started researching how. Um, I asked trusted mentors, um, leaders that I had observed making strong teams and leading with integrity for advice on resources and for words of wisdom. I think a key here is that you only need to heed the advice of those people who have attributes that you would like to acquire. Mm. Um, I could have let my pride really take over here and not sought out this help. I could have gone in headstrong with assumptions and with um, preconceived notions and really ruined this, <laughs> basically, is what would have happened. Yeah. But by starting out with the research of things that I didn't know, I think that that really um, was preventative on some of the mistakes that I will make because I will make mistakes. But at least I won't make these mistakes. <laughs> so I also chose two books that were recommended to me by people that I trust um, that addressed specific ideals that matched my own personal values as to my foundational text that I'm going to be using for my leadership skills. I suppose that's how you would say that. <laughs> so, um, I didn't have a lot of time, and I, so I kind of had to make the transition really quickly. So I had to be really careful with my time, and talking to those people and getting those recommendations really helped me narrow down the text that I chose. And I keep saying text. I, they are books, but I'm using them like textbooks. So I'm studying these things. I am marking in them. I am taking notes on this. I'm not just reading it and... Um, and then putting it to the side. This, these are things that I'm really trying to make changes with. Uh, then I started to make a tentative plan on what to, well, really what to observe first. <laughs> so I didn't realize that that was going to be um, an, an iterative thing until I started looking back on all of the changes that I've made in the past and evaluating this particular change for this podcast episode. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, all of these things you just do over and over again. So it might spell out PREP um, on our really cool acronym situation and on this podcast, but you're going to be doing these things over and over again, and sometimes you'll be doing them out of order, I think, too. And so, uh, so I started making a tentative plan on what to do next and what to observe and how I should prevent certain issues that I believe would have arrived. Arisen. So um, I also wanted to know how I could be careful with people's vulnerability. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of emotions and stuff that go on in a transition. So I just wanted to be careful with that. 
um, I didn't have the first clue <laughs> on how to do any of those things that I just mentioned. But I could trust the research because I trusted the people and even the authors who wrote the books that I got the information from. And again, this is going to be an ongoing thing. There are going to be so many things that I'm going to have to address that I just don't know. But sometimes we don't call that change. Sometimes we just call that life. So That's great. I love the way you put that. I also love what you said earlier where you called it a hiccup that you sometimes have to stop and take a breath to... <laughs> It's like, that is so beautifully put and so perfect for what we're talking about. <laughs> Usually when I get to this point, this whole research point, I've submitted to my need for a restart, right? But we've talked, I've told you before how I'm a little bit stubborn and I'm a little bit rebellious, right? <laughs> Sometimes I tend to fight it, even though I've submitted in theory to this whole need for a restart, I kind of fight the whole research thing because of what I mentioned earlier. I feel like I have to keep running full throttle to keep up with everything, right? Mm -hmm. I've already yeah. paused for observations. What more do oh, I have to know. pause for? <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> I don't do well sitting still. Anyway, <laughs> the last no, thing, it's true. It's true. <laughs> she knows, she knows, y'all just ask her. <laughs> The last thing, though, that I want to do at this point is just keep kind of shoveling time down this whole research tunnel, right? I've already adjusted my timelines. I'm, I don't like doing that, okay? I, I started out in journalism where we had deadlines, and deadlines meant something, and I live for deadlines. Hey, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it doesn't quite work that way when, like, you're doing this whole creative entrepreneur, your own business kind of thing always. And it's, it's, it's hard, especially when you're doing something new and you don't know like what to even expect from those timelines. Yeah. And, and fiction is so different. Like it takes yeah. from you, I think sometimes even a little bit more than nonfiction. That is um, very true. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying that. That is very true. That's a good point. To kind of toss in there for you, writer, writer friends. Well, that's also tossed in there for you too, because yeah. I know that you're kind of beating yourself up about all these deadlines and things and research and all the time and stuff. So just throw that out there for you too. Thank you. Friend. Thank you. <laughs> there is a thing though, that I will say, um, that I always discover how much better a project is with this new direction. So like when you, when you're in the midst of something and you realize that something isn't working or you need to do something differently, nine times out of 10, it's so much better with the new direction. So that leads you know, to my, my example, my recent thing, I discovered a brand new way to tell one of my short stories that will, it will do a few things. First of all, it's going to be way better. Like in the end, it really is. You know, um, the second thing is it will bring a longer and more detailed story into my collection. Uh, third, it's going to add backstory to more characters and it's going to highlight one that I had never originally intended to highlight. And I'm pretty excited about it. Um, the fourth is, and this is honestly, this is the best part. It's going to shed light on a very special group of men in our country's history. So I'm gonna, that's going to be my little teaser. So when I actually do finally, eventually get around to publishing this, maybe y'all will want to read it. <laughs> that 
that would be great. <laughs> so I've still got a ton more research to do and I might have wallowed in my pity that my timeline was shot to smithereens so long that I only managed to lose more time. But <laughs> I did make myself pause and observe again to set up a new research plan. And that's what I needed to do. I needed that new research plan. And that's what I hadn't done. Um, so I'm more honed in now on specific books to read and steps to take to complete this additional research phase in order to get back to the writing. So you'll notice that I haven't said anything about timelines. I'm not there yet. <laughs> and that I think that that was one of my biggest issues was I, because I'm such a deadline person, calendar person, I wasn't there yet. I needed to figure out what I needed to do for the research, the new research plan. So there you go. There's me in a nutshell. Crazy, rebellious, stubborn me. So May, <laughs> do you <laughs> embrace the research or do you approach it begrudgingly? <laughs> Well, that really depends on how many times I've already had to repeat this step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also how I feel at the time. So if I, if this is like my sixth, seventh, 10th, 15th, 20th time that I've had to, to stop and be like, oh, I got to look up something else. There's something else that I need to know before I can finish this project. Um, sometimes that can, can be a little frustrating. But like you said, the end product is always better. It's always better. It's never, that's never failed me. Even, even with all of the frustration and all of the stopping and that sort of thing, it's never failed me that the research has made the project better. It also depends on how I feel at the time. So I know this is like super hokey and maybe a little woo woo for some people, but I have to, I have to stop and take like emotional stock mm. quite a bit. Um, am I cranky? Why? <laughs> um, am I flippant with details right now? I feel myself like that today. I was getting toward the end of the day and I was having to do an edit on something really important. And I was like, yeah, I think this is fine. This is so fine. Mm. And the person who was editing with me was just like, actually, I think I need to consider X, Y, and Z. And I was like, no, we don't. <laughs> sounds like us when we were trying to come up with our book description for finders keepers oh my gosh. <laughs> that's good oh my gosh. it's like that b verb doesn't really matter <laughs> but um what I found was is that I was just really tired I'd been focusing from seven o'clock that morning until I think this was like 3.15 in the afternoon and I was leaving at four, you know, like, so it was a, it was a thing where I was just like, I was drained yeah. and I needed to, to understand that and realize that I either need to push through or I need to tell this person that we need to stop yeah. and re redo tomorrow. Um, so, um, sometimes there could be a chemical change or I could eat, have eaten a whole bunch of junk food or something that really does affect my my um emotions too I know that's kind of a woo-woo thing as well I guess that's so um, true yeah uh, sometimes I don't have eight hours of sleep and uh, that is a problem <laughs> so, <laughs> 
But just like taking stopping and taking stock on your like emotions and on, on the way that you've been living your life a little bit lately. If you're having some some anxiety or anxious feelings about your project, things like that. Um, and just recognizing those things that can affect whether I dive back in at that very moment or whether I say, hey, you know what? I need to take a break. Yeah. So, That's well, join Yes. I think that that might be all of the time that we have tonight. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say or are we ready for a QWERTY challenge? I think we're ready for our QWERTY challenge. I feel like this is a great stopping point. We're going to get the second half of this next week. So yeah, let me, let me dive into that. Um, so this week, and we've kind of, we've kind of got a multifaceted little challenge going for you guys, because we know that you all are in different places. You could be where May is starting something new. You could be where I am in the middle of something and kind of have gotten stuck. Or you may not be in either of these places right now, but I guarantee you have been and you will be. Like, this mm -hmm. is just, this is life, as, as May said earlier. So this week, we challenge you to pause, perhaps only for a moment, don't freak out on us, people like me, <laughs> to observe how things are going with whatever you're working on, whether it's new or ongoing. Do you need to pause for a while longer and work your way through the rest of these steps? If so, go ahead and, you know, dive right into this first half of prepping for yourself for success. Do the work you know you need to do to make whatever you're doing better. If you feel like you're on a great track already, that's great. So excited for you. Continue what you're doing. But I would encourage you to just take a little bit of time to jot down the steps that we're sharing and journal your thoughts of how you see this playing out in your life, or perhaps even better, how you have done this in the past or could have if you had this handy acronym, or perhaps you do something or you have done something similar to this. How is it different? You know, maybe you can share with us some of the things that you've learned over the years. And that would be fantastic because we are all about learning and sharing. We sure are. We hope that you take this week and you go and make something. Absolutely. Have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting partywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.